edition of Sunday Morning Live from Fresh Fire Church. Today's message from Pastor Adam will encourage and strengthen your walk with Christ. If you would like to be a partner with Fresh Fire Church for $15 a month or more, become our patron on Podbean or visit freshfirechurch.net. And now, let's join the service. Well, glory. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What's that? Connie said package or delivery like a birthday gift. Uh-huh. A, de- a delivery like a birthday gift. Oh, God, that thing you've been expecting, that thing you've been wanting. Hallelujah. That that Christmas gift you wanted. The Lord just says package has been received. It's been delivered. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You, you weren't forgotten. You weren't overlooked. Not everybody else got it but you, but 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 today was your day. Today was your day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That all the struggles that we go through, it, it's been worth it when delivery day comes. Hallelujah. When, when you finally order something and it's on back order. I, I, that happened to me once. I, I ordered something that was on back order and it went from a six-week back order to a 12-week. And then from 12-week, I, I think it ended up being 16 weeks. And by the time 16 weeks came and I finally got that delivery, I'll tell you, I, I was really excited for, for, for waiting for it so long. That, that's what some of us need to understand today is we've been waiting so long. That 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 the, the level of praise and the level of thanksgiving that we should be giving God because of how long we've waited, my God, we, we should be able to raise the roof off of this place because I've waited so long. I, I I've been I've been yearning for it so long. I've been needing it so long, and and now the Lord says the package has been received, and so we receive your healing today, oh God. We receive your miracle working power today, oh God. I, I receive creative miracles in this place, oh God. I I receive financial breakthrough now in the name of Jesus, oh God. We receive breakthrough in our relationship. Someone better grab the hand of their spouse right now. I'm telling you, I I sense a supernatural mending and and coming together in relationships today, oh God. I thank you, Lord, today that that, that we just receive everything that you have released from the heavens in this place today. Creative miracles. Listen to me. Creative miracles. I'm not talking about some itsy-bitsy touch of the Lord where he touches your head cold symptoms. I'm talking about a creative miracle where nerves grow, bones grow. I'm talking about that kind of that kind of thing. Don't You might think I'm crazy, but I've prayed people out of wheelchairs before. I've seen God grow limbs before. So when I say creative miracle, what was not working will work in the name of Jesus. So Father, I, I call on those kinds of creative miracles right now. Lord, well, blood will flow in parts of the body that it has not been. I call dead parts of the body to come back to life. I declare and I decree that organs that have not been functioning would begin to function and operate. I declare and I decree that where lungs have not been able to breathe, they'll be able to breathe in deep and exhale like never before. I declare and I decree that 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 that, that diabetes, I declare and I decree cancer, I declare and I decree that everything that has come to deteriorate, the bodies of these people, the Bible declares 
declares, know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I declare over you today that the temple of the Holy Ghost be made whole in the name of Jesus. We speak healing. We speak miracles. We speak deliverance over you. Package has been delivered. Package has been delivered in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let my ears be healed. Let my eyes be healed. Let my mouth be healed. Let my muscles be healed. Let let my cells be healed in the name of Jesus. I sense the glory and power of God. If you'll receive that word, package has been delivered. I promise you, God will show up in your life. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Package has been delivered. Woo! Jesus. Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're, if you're waiting on me to do something, you're just you're gonna probably keep waiting because it's almost like when you get those emergency alerts on your TV and it goes, uh, uh. this is an interruption for an important message. You know, this is God trying to interrupt our regularly scheduled programming for an important message. You know, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. My God. My God. Whew. 
Oh, hallelujah. Jesus. My, 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 my. Glory to God. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your confirmation today. Thank you for blessing and pouring out. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise and blessings and honor and glory. My God, my God, my God. Oh, God's good. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's good. Hallelujah. Last Sunday I started, tell me God isn't awesome. Last week I started this message which sort of piggybacked off of a message I gave there two weeks ago. The message I started preaching, a war between two worlds. And then last week I preached the message, I started the message, timing is everything. And if you missed that message, then I'm telling you, you might want to go find the podcast, do something and hear part one, because th this is God reminding you and I that timing is everything. I spent the entire time last Sunday giving the introduction to the message, not really even getting to the point of the message, because helping you and I to understand that timing is everything, that, it, that whether it is, is something we're cooking or something we're baking, that I, I said that people who cook well have time to cook. Are you hearing me? And people who are too busy to cook, we're not necessarily a good cook. I can be a good cook when I want to be, but the best things I ever make is when I have the time to make them. Oh, and how sometimes we just want to rush God. We want to do things that are out of season and out of time. Woo. And this is God. What, what is happening this morning is God reminding you and I that timing is everything. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, 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 I can't even begin to re-preach, and I don't even have a lot of time to preach to you today, but I'm going to build on where I left off last week because the only thing I got, I had five points I wanted to give, and I got to give one point and didn't get to elaborate because we ran out of time. But I, I'm going to take you back to the text that we, that we looked at last week. I'm going to give you a little bit of the nuggets of it, and then guess what? Now there's going to be a part three. But that's okay, because I believe God was already speaking what he intended to speak. Package has been delivered. And what this is going to do is help to confirm what God has already been speaking this morning. So I, I'm going to read this text again, because I believe it's always important to go to the Word. Matthew chapter 13, we're going to read it again. Matthew 13, we're going to look at just verses 24 through 30. In case you missed it or you didn't get to be here, you'll kind of get an idea where we are. But if you missed last week's, get online or watch it on Facebook or listen to the podcast. I'm telling you, it will bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 13, verse 24. Are you ready? Jesus. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, 
his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. Oh, God. See, I, I know where we're going in the weeks ahead, and you might not yet, and the glory of God on this message. I told you last week that if you'll give me the time to preach this to you, it's going to help you understand why the enemy came, why your life has been so hard. Because I know where we're going to go. I know where we're going to end up whole, but timing is everything. Verse 26, let me read that again. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, do you want, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Then, what, then where then did these weeds come from? An enemy did this, he said. The servants asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered. Because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Timing is everything. Say that out loud. Say timing is everything. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I even gave an example of KFC last week. Right as we got ready to close. Timing is everything. Hallelujah. But the first point, rather than, I, I can't give you a review, so i got to pick right up where I, where I left off. The first point I gave you, right as we got ready to leave last week, was this. It is naive to think that the planning of good exempts us from the presence of bad. I'm going to repeat it to you again. It is naive to think that the planning of good exempts us from the presence of bad. In other words, just because God allows wheat to be planted doesn't mean weeds are restricted. Oh, hallelujah. I said we have to be able to produce even in the presence of weeds. Even in the presence of trouble. We have to be able to produce. When things are going wrong in your life, when we're not feeling good, when we're not doing well, when, when the enemy shows up in life, we still have to be able to produce. That was the first point we were trying to make, get across to you. That's why I said it is naive to think that the planning of good exempts us from the presence of bad. Oh, hallelujah. We have to still be able to produce in the presence of weeds, in the presence of trouble. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So for everyone that's waiting for the weeds to be gone to produce, hallelujah, for everyone that's waiting for the weeds to be gone to produce the wheat, you are not digging deep enough into the text, all right? We can't wait for trouble to leave just to get where God wants us to get. Are you hearing me? Sometimes we end up trying to, we want to wait the enemy out, and we think when things get better, I'll do that. People will give me that excuse. Hey, when things turn around, I'll try to help more. When, when this happens, when everything gets right in my life, uh-huh, then I'll be able to do what God's called me to do. And so, in other words, you're waiting for your life to end up when, when, when there is no weeds. Well, you'll be waiting a while. Trouble will always be. Right? There will always be trouble in life. The text declares there will, there will never be a day that you can be weedful without being weedful. 
I know I'm using some words that don't exist, but just go with me. Uh, two weeks ago, if you remember, I said, I am weedier. Right? That don't exist either, but it's is my, new, my, my new English language, and I can say it however I want to say it. It's to drive a point across to you, all right? I'm going to say it again. The, the text declares there will never be a day that you can be wheatful without being wheatful. In other words, you, there's never going to be a day when you are growing in God and there's not trouble around you. Sometimes you can't just see the trouble, but it's there. There will never be a day where you are weedful that you will not be also weedful. Because God allows the wheat to be planted. That doesn't mean that the weeds are restricted. Remember, I said that wheat is planted with intention. Anytime you plant something, when you plant flowers, you plant flowers or you put bulbs in the ground or you plant a garden, you plant it with the intention that it will grow and that you'll get a harvest. Right? That's why I gave the example, I think, two weeks ago, that you don't plant tomatoes and expect to get peppers. You plant with intention. You're not going to plant something you don't know what it is, especially a farmer. A farmer plants with intention. They'll plant corn, and come fall, they expect a harvest. Hallelujah. Wheat is planted with intention. In other words, God has planted you with intention. But wheat cannot grow if it's not planted. Right? Some of you, you'd like to have a garden, but you don't have the work ethic to plant a garden. Let's just be honest, right? So you rely on those of us who plant gardens to give you your goods. Oh, hallelujah, right? And so the reason you don't have a garden is because you never planted with intention. You, 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 never, you never got the plants, you never got the seeds, you didn't dig up the soil, you never planted with intention. I can wish all I want for a garden, but it's not going to grow itself. I have to plant with intention. Oh, I'm going to make, this all makes sense, I promise. Wheat is something that is planted with intention. The wheat does not grow if it's not planted. See, it's not natural. To, 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 uh, to, uh, it, it, it's not a natural result of climate. Wheat isn't something that just grows because. You have to plant it. Oh, God help me. The soil and the rain, right? The soil and the rain, it, it still has to be planted. There can be soil and there can be rain, but you still have to plant the seed to get the wheat to grow. It's not just natural for it to grow. Oh, hallelujah. Help me, Jesus. It has to be planted with intention. Planted with intention. Just like nobody accidentally succeeds. Nobody, nobody wins a game necessarily accidentally, right? Nobody, no, nobody uh, wins the Olympics accidentally. They have to be intentional about being able to win. Right. In other words, in order to be intentional, you, you and I, you, you, it, it requires labor. It's work. I grew up on a farm, farming and all those things. And let me tell you, it is work to work in agriculture. For anybody who ever thought farming is easy, you ain't never farmed. You work from before the sun comes up until after it goes down. It's long, it's exhausting, it's tiring, and there's never enough hours in the day. Hallelujah. It requires labor. Now, I want to show you something before we can, I, I can get too deep and help you to understand how it's naive to think that the planning of good exempts us from the presence of bad. 
agriculture, I mentioned that a moment ago, agriculture is the intention of sowing the seeds that you might have wheat or you might have whatever crop it is you're sowing. Agriculture is the intention of sowing. The intention that I might have wheat is that I might have bread. Oh, God help me today. The intention that I might have wheat is so that I might have bread. In other words, the text that we're looking at, it is important to understand that it, the intention wasn't just to get wheat, but to utilize the wheat for more than just having wheat. In other words, there's more to you and I than what meets the eye. That's why I understand that I possess value. And I make time, you've heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again. I actually just posted it last night. I make time for those who recognize my value. Anybody who doesn't recognize that I hold value, I ain't got time on my calendar. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My calendar is always full, weeks in advance, right? But I make time for those people who I recognize, one, have, possess value, but two, that I know they, they understand I have value, that they understand I bring something to the table. When they sit down with me, they're going to get more than just a friendly conversation. Are you hearing what I'm trying to tell you? You, you need to understand there is more to you than just you just being wheat, but that God wants to be able to take your weediness and make your weediness to possess and, and become more valuable to you. Amen. Don't you know most of the great things we eat, especially the things that make us puff up and gain weight so that there's more of us to love, hallelujah, comes from the wheat. Amen. I love me some bread. I was at a restaurant last night. I, you know, I ate three baskets of bread. And I'm not even ashamed. Hallelujah. It was good. Bless God. The waitress looked at me. She looked at us at the table. And she said, are you the only one eating? I said, just me and one other person. And, and she said, where are you putting it all? I said, I don't know. I just know one day there will be more of me to love eventually. Hallelujah. I just didn't even care. Hallelujah. But that bread didn't become so delicious without some wheat. Mm, there, there's more to it. See, see, agriculture, I want you to understand this. Agriculture means that God is trying to get you to go from seed to wheat to bread. Oh, God, have mercy. I said that God is trying to get you and I to move from seed to wheat to bread. And that means it's going to take time. In other words, I can't plant my, a garden and expect a harvest the next day. I can't plant seed today and then eat bread tonight. Are you following me? David, you plant a garden. You don't plant the garden and then they go out and see if you got cucumbers the day after you planted it. Because timing is everything. Oh, somebody's starting to hear what I'm saying. That's why when I gave you that word earlier... that angels are being dispatched from the heavens. When I gave you the word earlier that that, that that package has been delivered, that is God confirming to you that timing is everything, that God cannot move when it's out of season. Sometimes you and I are expecting God to move or asking God to move, but it's out of season. Or in other words, it's out of time. This time of year, we're not seeing things growing up in our flower gardens because it's out of season. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? This word that God gave you and I earlier, that package has been delivered. God's saying, now is the time. 
Now is the time what you've been praying for. Now is the time. That's why when I read to you at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, to everything there is a season. And I, I, I started to teach you last week that you and I have got to know what season we're in. What season we are in is harvest season. Meaning it's my season to reap harvest of the things I've been believing God for. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Harvest season. I didn't get to harvest season without first planting, then waiting. Are you hearing me? I've had to wait a long time to harvest some of the things I've been believing God for. I, I couldn't start with seed and expect harvest so quickly. I had to go from seed to wheat to harvest. Now, let me help break this down. Some of you in this room are in seed form. That's why I want you to be careful. You've got to know what season you're in. You might just be a seed. And I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that that's your season right now. Then some of you in this room, you might be in the wheat form. You're not quite ready for harvest. You're not quite ready to be beaten and pulverized into a useful form. That's what you do with wheat. That's why when I say it's harvest time, don't get too excited. It just means there's a heavier beating coming. The threshing, a thrashing of it to separate the wheat from the tear. Are you sorry? That's what needs to try to help you understand why chaos sometimes erupts in your life. You think, oh, God showed up today. Yeah, it just means, guess what? Just because God showed up and he gave me a word doesn't mean it's going to be easy. He's helping to prepare me to know I'm entering into my harvest season. It doesn't mean that the battle stops. It means that there will be an intensification of the battle to bring me into the most usable form. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're hearing today. Jesus. So some of you are in seed form. Some of you are in wheat form. And some of you are in, about to be in bread form. All it means is that whatever stage of life you are in, it's going to take time. Some of you have been expecting God to show up and do these great miracles, but you're not recognizing the season you are in. That makes sense, Cynthia. That if I'm in seed form, I gotta realize I can't be expecting God to chub up on my behalf and suddenly there be a harvest in my life. I'm in seed form. I gotta let God, I gotta let this thing take some time to become wheat and then, hallelujah, become bread. It's gonna take time. So I'm not gonna plant seed today and expect to have more bread tonight because timing is everything hallelujah hallelujah so let me lay it out to you this way if i'm going to be seedful i have to be patient for the seed to first grow down and then up i said if i'm going to be seedful i have to be patient the seed to first grow down and then up. Do you know when you plant a seed under the ground, it's an amazing thing. We, we think it just grows up first. No, it first has to grow down. Then up. Before you can ever see the results of it on top of the soil, it first has to grow down to create some roots. It has to first go down, go down and then up. See, we often look at our life and, and we don't see the results and we get frustrated because we don't see anything. 
but seed first grows down and then it grows up. See, the results that you expect to see with your eye, you're not going to see that there's something happening under the surface. That's why all this time that we've been waiting before God gave that word earlier that the package has been delivered, all the frustration you've been enduring, all the times you've wondered, God, where are you? God, why do I, why don't I see a breakthrough? God, why isn't anything changing? God says, well, there's more going on under the surface that you cannot see. I hope somebody can hear what I'm trying to tell you, that before I could ever experience my healing out here, I have to realize it's first happening inside. I may not feel any different. I may not look any different, but it's there's something on the inside about to move on the outside, but it cannot move on the outside until it first has moved on the inside. Does that make sense to you today? And so just like the seed, if you plant a seed with the intention of growing a harvest, it first has to grow down before it can grow up. Hallelujah. So just because you don't see it doesn't mean the roots are not growing in the soil. In other words, just because you don't see me operating at my best right now doesn't mean there's not some kind of root growing under the surface. So don't judge me if I'm in seed form right now. Don't judge me if I'm in wheat form right now and I haven't quite made it to bread. There's roots that are growing under the surface. Is somebody here on what I'm trying to tell you? There are roots that are growing under the surface that you cannot see. Thank you, Jesus. Good God Almighty. So I might be in seed form, but don't judge me. I, I'm not in wheat form, but there's something happening under the surface that you cannot see. Maybe that's because maybe that's why I'm more patient with people than I ever used to be. Somebody said to me the other day that they said, you know, I don't even think you're the same person. <laughs> they said, I thought I knew you. <laughs> Literally, he said, I don't think I know you at all. The reason is because there's been some roots that have grown to take me deeper and make me more stable so I don't flip out like I used to and be unstable like are you hearing me so that's why I, there's things that have happened under the surface that you cannot see Woo, thank you Jesus hallelujah thank you Lord glory 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 so if you'll just wait a little while your seed, it, 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 it will go from seed to wheat. And then it will go from wheat to bread. And I want you to understand there is work that has to happen in between every stage. It doesn't come quick. It doesn't come quick. Now, there are times God will move quick. God will move speedily. I even had prophesied some time ago that I felt like God was picking up speed because time is running so short and that, that God is trying to move fast. And I realized something, that yes, God has picked up speed. God is trying to move faster, but the church isn't keeping up with Him. We're not, we're not keeping up with Him. God wants to be able to move faster. God wants to move a little bit faster but but what I do know is in between every stage between seed to wheat to bread 
there is work that has to be done. The seed is work. If you're going to ever plant seed, it is work. If you have ever planted a garden or a flower bed, or if you have ever farmed like I have, it is work. It is work to prep the soil for the seed. And then it is work to, to water that ground. Then it is work to deal with the weeds. It is work at every stage. It is work when it begins to grow. And it is even more work when harvest time comes. The, the seed is work. The wheat is work. And the bread is work. And the Lord said to me, Adam, tell my people they cannot eat any better than they work. Oh, my God. I said, he said, you cannot eat any better than you work. Because it it is work at every stage. That's why I can't expect a handout from God. I can't expect a handout from people. God, he's teaching you another principle that, that in order to receive, it requires work. It goes back to seed, time, and harvest. You can never have a harvest without first seed, second time, and then you get the harvest. And at every stage, it requires work. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So here's the word that God wants to give you. In other words, God is saying your blessing is going to be work. Oh, I know that's not popular. Usually when we start preaching about blessings, we'll shout and give hallelujahs and, and swing from the chandeliers, right? But, but, but we don't want to acknowledge this is Jesus preparing you and I saying, Hey, Adam, I want you to be under, have an understanding that your blessing will be work. It will be work. Hallelujah. It will be work because you have to grind the wheat. You have to pulverize it. You can't just bring raw wheat in and make bread with it. You have to crush it. It has to be made into that usable form. That's why I said it requires work. Your blessing will require work. See, it doesn't mean that God hasn't blessed you with bread. It could mean you haven't put in the work to go from seed to wheat to bread. Oh, don't miss that right there. See, sometimes you and I think we haven't been blessed when God has blessed you, but you haven't put in the work to move from seed to wheat to bread. Oh, my God, my God. That's the difference between why God will choose to use some people and not others. You know that God's calling you to use you, but you're not, you're not allowing God to, to pulverize you. You're not allowing God to deal with your flesh, deal with your ugly. Are you hearing what I'm trying to say? And so, God says, you won't put in the work, so therefore I can't use you. You, you won't put in the work, so therefore I can't use you. I, I can't get you from seed to wheat to bread without the work. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So God, might, some of us might need to understand, I, I, I may not be ready for consumption right now, but I am in process. See, if I'm in seed form, I'm not ready to be used in bread yet but I'm in process, right? If I'm in wheat form, I'm not ready to be used in bread yet, right? I have to be transitioned and pulverized from, from the, the whole wheat stalk, pulverized and crushed into a usable form that it ends up looking like flour. Are you hearing what I'm trying to tell you? 
So I may not be at the stage where I want to be yet, but but he's 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 moving me from sea to wheat to bread. So in other words, I'm in process. Some of you have been in process. And God is trying to remind you and I that timing is everything. That's why I said a few moments ago, don't look down on me if I'm not bread. I may be in seed stage or I may be in wheat stage. So in other words, I'm on my way. This is why I don't ever look down on someone whenever they're not where you are. They're in process. Everybody in this room is in a different stage, in a different age of life. Don't look down on me if I'm in a season of being a seed. Don't look down on me if I'm in the season of being wheat. I'm in process. Just because you're at a different stage than I am don't mean I should look down on you or judge you or be jealous of where you are because we're all in process. Are you still with me? So in other words, we got to hang on. God is not finished with you yet. God will take you from seed to wheat to bread. From seed to wheat to bread. I said earlier about that word agriculture. The whole reason that wheat is planted is because wheat is not indigenous to the land. Meaning it just doesn't grow by itself. It doesn't just grow by itself. Wheat is not normal to the land. I can't just wish for it. I have to make it happen. I have to plant the seed to make it happen. Hallelujah. In other words, you and I have got to be intentional about what we're doing. We have to work for what we're expecting God to do. We've got to labor for it at times. Because watch this, you and I were not raised in an environment that agrees with our dream. It's not indigenous to the land. We, we, are, not, we are not living in a society that our dreams just happen. We're not living in a society and we're not living in places that, that just welcome you and I to dream big and, and, and that be okay doesn't mean you can't have it. It, it. it means you have to be, be, be cultural enough to make it happen. It means you and I have to be able to plant the seed. It means we have to be able to put into work to be able to get to the, to the, to the place of har harvesting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. showing me there's some stuff about agriculture and the name itself right in the middle of the root word being cult but I'm, I'm not even going to get into that because I'll, I'll, I'll get too far from where I know I need to go today in the time we have I want you to understand something though that you and I have to be willing to be different sometimes you and I have to be willing to be controversial you have to be willing to be talked about listen to what I just said that that wheat is not indigenous to the land so it has to be planted wheat ends up getting planted because it just doesn't grow on itself on its own it has to be planted by a seed in the same manner you and i just don't grow just because we're here we have to be planted to be able to grow that's why i've given the analogy that 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 
that, that people who just roam from place to place and church to church, they're tumbleweeds. They're not wheat because they're not rooted. Tumbleweeds are rootless and fruitless. Oh, God wants you and I to have roots and us to be able to be produce some fruit in this life. And so in order for you and I to, to understand that about ourselves, you need to know that in order to, be, to have roots, in order to produce and be harvested, I have to be willing to be different. I have to realize that I don't necessarily fit in in the land. I want you to understand something about the real church of Jesus Christ. We're not supposed to fit in. People are supposed to talk about us. People are supposed to not like us. People are supposed to not like me when I walk in the room. That's okay. I'm used to it by now. I'm used to not being the most popular preacher. I'm used to it that there are other preachers who don't want to associate with us because we're tongue-talking, Holy Ghost, feel water baptized, Jesus on our mind kind of believers. I'm used to that. I'm okay with that. And I understand that because I'm wheat. I'm not indigenous to the land. Are you hearing me? Uh, 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 things that are indigenous just grow on their own. You didn't, weeds can just grow anywhere. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are some weeds, I mean, they'll just grow anywhere. I mean, and, and, and six foot of rock, a reed will show up. But I'm not indigenous to the land. I have to be willing to be controversial. I have to be willing to not fit in. I have to be willing to all of those things I got to be willing to be talked about see one of the greatest problems I think we have is we are so sensitive oh my god hear me when I tell you this I think one of the biggest problems we have among people especially in the church is we become too sensitive hear me I'm saying this because I love y'all we are more worried about being liked than we are worried about being fruitful Oh, Jesus, Jesus, help us. We are more worried about being liked than we are about being fruitful. In other words, I'd rather have more people on my friend list than I would being able to produce fruit. Oh, Jesus, help us. God wants you and I to be able to produce fruit. God wants you and I to be able to bear fruit. Hallelujah. Because, But what people say about you and I, I've told you before, it does not matter. Listen to me. Weeds will never like wheat. Weeds will never like wheat. So they're never going to like you. They're, they're, they're never going to see what you see. They're never going to understand you. That's why I quit trying to explain what we believe and why we operate in the way we do and the gifts of the Spirit to non-believers. Weeds cannot understand wheat. Some of you are trying to explain your spirituality and your relationship with God to weeds. You cannot explain the moving of the Holy Ghost to an unbeliever. You cannot. I cannot make an unbeliever understand what, a, what tongues and interpretation is, what prophecy is, what it is when the power of the Holy Ghost sweeps in a room and people start shaking and trembling and there's no real explanation for it. I, I can't explain that to a non-believer. They're a weed. Oh, see, I know now, now, now some of you are getting quiet because you're, you're realizing, oh, you're talking about people like I know. Yeah, I'm talking about people in my life too. You've got to stop explaining you and what you believe and why you do what you do and why you come to the church and why you spend so much time here and why you work for the church to weeds. 
trying to help somebody in this place. Weeds don't like wheat. And so you've got to make a decision. Do you want, do you want to be weeds or do you want to be wheat? Do you want to be weeds or do you want to be wheat? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I show you number two? I won't keep you. I promise. I know you all want to go watch a Steeler game, get a bite to eat, something like that. You're tired, you're not feeling well, whatever. I've got to give you number two because if I don't, this thing will go way past Thanksgiving. I'm not going to get through all of number two. I'll give it to you and then we'll pick up with number two midway next week. Because I got five to go number two. It's so important to you. Whenever there is great potential for harvest, the enemy will always earmark the spot for calamity. Oh, this is better. I, I'm, I'm going to explain this to you and it will help to set you free. It's going to help you. I'm going to repeat it again for those of you taking notes. Whenever there is a great potential for harvest, the enemy will always earmark the spot for calamity. Now, let me give you an example. Someone told me about a restaurant they liked. I haven't visited that restaurant yet, but I found it in my phone and I earmarked it. I saved it as a favorite so that when I am in that area again, hey folks, I'm one that likes to eat. Anywhere you go, I can tell you the best places to eat. I love me some food. And so I earmarked it in my phone so that I can find it when I'm in the area again. I have not visited it yet. I haven't been there, but I marked it as a favorite so I can find it easily. Let me repeat that again. I haven't been there, but I heard there was potential. So I earmarked it so I could find it when I had time. Oh, God, help us. So let me explain this, this second point to you. When I said, whenever there is great potential for harvest, the enemy will always earmark the spot for calamity. So wherever the enemy sees potential, he will always earmark it for calamity, for chaos, for trouble. Wherever the enemy sees potential, he will earmark it so he knows to come back to it. So that's why the text that we read says, so they planted weeds among the wheat. Notice something. The text doesn't say they never planted weeds before they planted wheat. Notice the sequence. They planted wheat and then the weeds. When the enemy saw that there was potential, he came in in the middle of the night because of what he saw was being potential, sowed seed to earmark it for calamity. Are you, still, are you still with me? It was the wheat being planted that caused them to plant the weed. The wheat attracted the weed. I said the wheat attracted the weed. You are supposed to attract weeds. You, the, the enemy is supposed to see you and see potential. And so by seeing, by seeing potential, 
he will plant weeds among you. In other words, stop expecting it to be easy. Stop expecting everything to go your way, for stuff not to rise up and to get in your way. If you have been marked, it is because you possess potential. That's why you probably, instead of getting mad and pouting and throwing a fit, need to start giving God praise that there is potential on the inside of you that threatens the enemy enough to come on somebody that would cause the enemy to earmark you that you could be trouble for him. See, the enemy sowed the weed while the weed was, his, was still in seed form because if he had waited till you produced fruit, it would be too late. Let me break it down another way. The reason some of us endured hell when we were too young to understand it, the reason some people say to me, preacher, why was I abused? Why was I beaten? Why was I raised when I was little? Because the enemy saw you in seed form. And he knew what you possessed before you knew what you possessed. See, I know when I go buy a pack of seeds, I know what it will be before I put it in the ground. It says on the packet of seeds, cucumbers, potatoes, whatever it may be, right? I know that when I carry that packet of seeds to the checkout counter, I'm packing power. I know before I ever put it in the ground what it is gonna become. The enemy knows and sees the potential in you and he sees that and knows that before you ever become into, into fruit form. Are you hearing what I'm trying to tell you? So he earmarks you for calamity. Hallelujah. He earmarks you for calamity. So, so the enemy marks the spot. He marks the spot. He marks your life. He, he marks what you, he marks you so that you, he could disrupt potentially what you could become. The devil knew that God was going to bless you. Hell knew that God was going to try to use you. Hell knew God had a purpose for your life, so he earmarked you with calamity. So the reason that you went through some of the things you did before you were even old enough to understand it, it was the enemy earmarking you. God help me. But So notice the weeds were planted too. The weeds were planted among the wheat like spies behind enemy lines. Like spies behind enemy lines. Whatever went wrong in your life, whatever happened in your life, whatever trauma you went through in your life, and whatever things you went through in your childhood was the enemy's way of earmarking the spot. He, in other words, watch this. The enemy knew, Cynthia, it wasn't time yet. The enemy knew it wasn't time yet. So that's why he earmarked the spot. The enemy understands seed, time, and harvest. The enemy knew it wasn't time yet, but he started working underground before you ever came up. So he would have the system in place before you ever became fruitful. In other words, if you, if you heard last week's message, I told you that for weeks when I was praying, I started seeing roots. And I didn't fully understand why I kept seeing roots. And you'll understand more as we, as we bring forth the revelation of this word over the next few weeks. But I started seeing roots. And the reason I started seeing roots is because the enemy, the reason that the enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat while the wheat was still in seed form is the enemy wanted his infrastructure in place. 
so that you and I would have something to struggle with. That's why some of you have said, why is it that it always has to be hard? Why does everything I do have to be a fight? Why does everything I do have to, to always come with trouble and chaos? Why is everywhere I go do people misunderstand me? It's because while you were yet in seed form, the enemy planted weeds. And as you have grown, they have grown. And so underneath the soil, what you could not see. Remember, the Bible says that the enemy came at, at night. While nobody could see, the enemy was planting. And, and even the next morning when they get up, they didn't know that weeds had been planted among the wheat. Because you don't know weeds are, are growing underneath the soil until they sprout through the ground. The enemy wanted his infrastructure to be in place so you would have something to struggle with. Struggle, struggle, struggle. Why is it so hard for some of us? Why do we take two steps forward and three steps back? The answer is because he earmarked you. The enemy earmarked you because he saw all the potential. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So the text said, while men slept, the enemy came and planted the weeds. So wherever there would be wheat, there would be weeds with intentionality. The enemy, listen to me, the enemy meant for bad things to happen to you. The enemy meant for the things that happened to you to happen to you. That's why he planted the weeds among you. The enemy meant for you and I to live through some of the things we've lived through. Notice who I'm saying. I said the enemy the enemy meant he planted it in the midst of you and so the enemy had to plant the, the weeds among you when you were still in seed form he had to start the infrastructure early because once you and I become too fruitful it, it would be too late he wouldn't be able to do anything so in other words you and I aren't just fighting a demon we're fighting a system that the enemy has put in place and has lodged against you and I system and the only reason it has been launched is because you are weak are you hearing me what you and I are fighting is a system the Lord started showing me and, re 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 and revealing to me while I kept seeing weeds seeks to corrupt the environment where God has seed in the ground. I started asking God here several months ago when things started getting crazy and we started getting attacked and I explained some of it to you last week how people have ridden, have rose against us and people talked about me, talked about the church and talked about all of our efforts in the community and I had a local preacher say, oh, I try to do is flaunt money, money that I don't even have but he believes that I'm wealthy and and all kinds of crazy stuff and I explained that to you a little bit and I, so I started going to God and said God why God why are all these things happening 
God, why are people that, that used to love me or love our ministry, God, why are they rising against us? And then God started showing me this word. He started showing me the roots. The only reason that things are launched against you and I is because we are weak. Listen to what, and listen to what I said. The, the enemy seeks to corrupt the environment where God has seed in the ground. The enemy has been working to try to corrupt the seed that is in the ground right here. Just like in the Garden of Eden, wherever God is, wherever God is planting something, Satan will always be slithering. Somebody needs to get a hold of that. Don't, don't go sleep on me now. I'm almost through. Wherever God is planting seed in the ground, Satan will always be slithering. Satan is slithering in this text. When God showed up to plant wheat in the ground, Satan slithered in in the middle of the night. In other words, wherever God is trying to do something big, Satan will always be slithering. God started showing me the evil that we are up against. God really started showing me the evil that we're up against, even with our local government officials. And why some of them are so two-faced and corrupt as they are. He said, Adam, because you're wheat. And wherever there is wheat, there will always be weeds. So think it not strange when there are trials of many kinds. Think it not strange when people start talking about you and acting crazy. Think it not strange when people want to see you, sooner see you destroyed than they would be excited about the good you're trying to bring. Hallelujah. Because you are wheat and weeds will never like wheat. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But there are some good news and this is where I'll stop for today. I'll pick up with the rest of this second, this number two point next Sunday is the good news of all of this is even if there are weeds growing next to you and you are wheat, the good news is I am planted. And if I am planted, I can grow. And if I am growing, I will go from seed to wheat to harvest. Seed to wheat to bread. Hallelujah. I will. It will mean that in between those stages there is work, but I am planted. Hallelujah. I'm not a tumbleweed that is rootless and fruitless. Oh, hallelujah. But I am planted. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I am planted. Uh, that means Satan will slither in my garden, but I am planted. Hallelujah. The enemy, yes, that means the enemy will try to move stealthily. He, the enemy will try to move cunning. And, and he'll, he, he, that's why he waited till they fell asleep because he knows, that even the enemy knows, timing is everything. Timing is everything. Whew. Timing is everything. Hallelujah. Timing is everything. Whew. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. Hallelujah. I am planted. My God, my God, I can't wait to give you part three. I believe it'll be good. Giving you three point three four five next Sunday. They they move a little bit quicker. It, it, it its word is to help you understand why why life looks the way it does. Two weeks ago, I said the enemy comes to devalue the harvest. 
You've got to understand that what's going on in your life is trying to get you to, to devalue yourself. Can't wait till we get to number three, four, and five. When, when, when I show you more specifically why he came and what your response has to be. The Lord is going to help you to understand life, to understand not to react to what is going on around you. Stop reacting to people that are weeds. Stop reacting to people that are weeds and allowing yourself to be devalued in the process. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you have the ability, if you can, will you stand to your feet today? Close right there. We gave the altar call earlier. Many of you were touched and blessed prayed over a minute or two and I'm grateful and thankful for the opportunity. I'm thankful that we're able to be obedient here and let the Lord move when he's ready to move because we understand timing is everything. Timing is everything. So whether you were in seed form this morning or wheat form or maybe you're in bread form, timing is everything. Let God do what he intends to do in your life. Wait it out. Wait it out. As we close this morning, I'm just going to pray a blessing over you. And I know we didn't give our tithes and offerings earlier, so we'll do it on our way out today. So for everybody that's watching online, still with us, you can give online. God will bless and multiply and bring increase to your life. And as we close today, the same manner that we're talking about how we as, as people start to see the wheat and bread the same thing's true about our giving some of you give to the Lord and you haven't seen a return yet it takes time it takes time just like you don't plant a seed in the ground and expect a harvest the next day it does take time for it to come back around to grow for you to be blessed as you give today I just want you to know as you give Lord will water it. He'll keep bringing increase and you will bring forth a harvest. It will come. His word declares it. So as you give today, I, I just thank you that you're faithful givers and God will bring increase into your life in so many ways that you're going to go from seed to wheat to bread. Oh, hallelujah. Seed to wheat to bread. Hallelujah. Seed to wheat to bread. I'm in process. And we give the Lord glory and honor and praise for it today. So let me just pray over your offering. If you have tithes and offerings, get it ready, get it in your hand, and we're going to pray a blessing over it. I'm going to pray a blessing over your week. Remember what's going on this week. We have a food distribution again on Thursday because of Thanksgiving next week. Norma's Closet is open on Tuesday. Hallelujah. So we have a few things happening, but they're only open 10 to 12. And so it, it, just keep us in prayer. Hallelujah cover one another pray for those who are out today you don't see they're still under the weather and sick and we cover you we bless you and we just lift you before the heavens and 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 and, and so just pray for those who weren't with us this morning and pray for the week ahead that god would bless it multiply it bring increase make sure you're checking out your bulletin calendar remember we got a, a midweek worship coming up the tuesday before thanksgiving at six o'clock it's going to be awesome it's going to be great it, it's going to be a service to lead you and i into thanksgiving 
Uh, we're going to give thanks to the Lord for He is good. I, I believe it's a night we're going to do communion. I believe it's a night we're just going to give thanks and glory and honor to God. So come, maybe bring somebody with you. Come expecting God. Otherwise, I know as the praises go up, the glory comes down. And so just to be expecting God to do something great in your life, I know that He will. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, I thank You. I thank You that, Lord, You release revelation to us to help us to understand why we are where we are. You help us to understand, God, why there's such calamity everywhere. God, why, 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 why is it so expensive to live? And God, why are people turning against me that used to love us? And God, why are we fighting battles spiritually and mentally and emotionally and physically and in every form? We're hard pressed on every side. But, but Lord, today, Lord, you're helping me to understand that the seed was planted long ago when I was in seed form. It's not personal, it's just because we're wheat. But God, I'm thankful that the people under the sound of my voice are moving from seed to wheat to bread. They're coming into God, their most valuable stage. God, they're coming to the place where, where they'll be part of the harvest, where they will reap the harvest. And so, Father, I pray that you would encourage the discouraged this morning. God, I pray that you will continue to touch those who have been frustrated and weary and exhausted and just tired of the fight. God, some of us have been just tired of fighting on every side of life. But God, I pray that you would give strength and supernatural increase into their life, into their body. That God, I thank you that Lord, most importantly that they are planted. God, there may be trouble all around them. Maybe They may be surrounded by trouble, but they are planted. And God, they're getting weedier by the day in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Father, as we get ready to leave this place, but not your presence, God, I, I pray that we carry you with us. Lord, Lord, that we just carry you with us everywhere we go. God, you go with us and you go before us and you are a mighty fortress is the Lord. And so, Father, I thank you that you go with us and you go before us. God, I thank you. I thank you, God for your word earlier. God, I thank you for what you did. I, I thank you, Lord, for what your angels delivered to your people today. God, I, I thank you, Lord, for the things that delivery was made upon. I thank you for lives touched and bodies healed. I thank you, Lord, for miracles that have occurred that they might not know it yet, but God, tomorrow or God, the next day or come Wednesday, when they go to, to lean on something they used to lean on, God, they're going to realize, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, the package was received. So, Father, bless your people. Go before them and go with them. And, God, as we leave this place and we give tithes and offerings and seed, God, would you bless it and bring increase to them. That, Lord, they would begin to see the evidence of harvest in their hand. Bless it back to them a hundredfold, I pray, in the name of Jesus. God, will you be receive the glory and the honor and the praise. And we give you thanks right now in Jesus' name.